That's a tempting challenge, Kyle. It really is. Bravo to you for having a good idea for a change. Good job, man. Darbycast Wildcard Friday. Hope you had an interesting Thanksgiving. I won't say good or bad. Interesting is what we're looking for these days. So you're not disappointed when things go horribly wrong and out of control. That might not be the most functional way to navigate society, but how do you do it, right, Kyle? The whole thing's a mess. Darbycast episodes have not been keeping pace with the nonsense because we've already conceptually addressed most of what's going on in the world in previous episodes. Kyle, you have to know this. Also, time out. If you're new to the show, leave. Get out. There is a distinct possibility that you don't belong here at all and that you are an illegal immigrant of this podcast. And Kyle has instructed me to deport all illegals. Kyle hates illegal immigrants. And that's refreshing in a lot of ways, Kyle, because people don't say stuff like that. That is totally an acceptable position to have. And from my understanding, Kyle, okay, that's based on economics and not necessarily a race thing. Kyle, that lane's open. If you want to be a racist, I don't even care anymore. Do whatever makes the most sense for you. In your heart, Kyle. However, I was thinking about Kyle's challenge. Many of you are probably scratching your head and saying, what's Kyle's challenge? What did he issue you? Kyle told me it might be an interesting thing to do to go to an urban area, a city, for example, and role play as a lefty and employ sincere sarcasm, which sounds an awful lot like lying, Kyle. Okay. But that would be fun. I don't know how much it would change. In a lot of ways, a lot of stuff is pretty out of pocket, pretty out of hand in this world of ours. I've had some dark thoughts as it relates to my assessment of the modern world. There's some days when I go on the web and I hear people bickering about elections and I think to myself, you fools, don't you realize it's already over? And the shooting simply hasn't started yet? You ignoramus. But then there's other days when I say to hell with my perceptions of things based on verifiable facts and empirical data. What if today I were willfully and flagrantly optimistic in a way that would make a sane and rational person recoil and say, what kind of drugs are you on? But wouldn't that be interesting? Let's take a couple steps back. To adopt the positions of a radical lefty and start agreeing with them on stuff, but then blowing past even their sensibilities? Some of the less experienced Darbycast doctors, Darbycast doctors in training right now are saying, what does this all mean? What's about to happen? Whereas the veterans know a good time is about to materialize in a way that is not at all small, it is, in fact, huge. 
Wouldn't that be a conversation? You just slap on a name tag sticker and in blue Sharpie, you write, my name is Ernie. If you're a guy, if you're a girl, a woman, my name is Blake. Lefties name their daughters unisex things, right? Kyle? Butch daughters? Disgusting creatures? No child is disgusting, right? But the world and their parents and their peers can certainly take away from their shimmering spirits. And boy, have we seen a lot of that in the modern age. Sorry, Blakes of the world. You got a raw deal. You had lefty parents. They thought about aborting you like 15 separate times. It wasn't one conversation. Your mom kept coming back to the subject and your dad was like, I want to have this child. And your mom was like, I want to fucking drink mimosas. I can't drink for nine months. Are you kidding me, Nathan? It's the husband, the dad in this scenario of Blake, husband of Katrina. I want to get shit faced. Okay, Nathan. Do you understand how hard this is for me? I want to travel. I want to go to Milan already. Ouch, right? Sure hope you're not linked up with a chick like that. Or if you're a lady, I sure hope you're not hooked up with a pushover like Nathan who would allow you to act in such a way and not, maybe not following through with slugging you, but like it crosses his mind once or twice and be like, these laws, damn it. Don't get me wrong, I'm not pro-violence against women, but there are women who write checks with their mouth that if it were a dude saying those things, he could all but guarantee himself a one-way flight into a dumpster after an absolute shellacking. You ever notice that? Women who push the envelope in public, they shame men that they know or that they don't, and it's like, That's not okay. That is not ladylike. And consider if you were a dude, Miss Equality, okay, Katrina, if there were true equality, you would have been thrown off a bridge 15 years ago. But let's talk about the example of putting on a name tag of Ernie or Blake and going to a city and just posting up at a coffee shop, right, Kyle? Not bad. Coffee, right? Cup of Joe in the morning? Get you started. I drink my coffee black, Kyle. I like my coffee like I like my women. Big, black, and out of control. I've never dated a black chick, so that was a lie. But I do drink my coffee black. That's true. But imagine posting up at a coffee shop, wearing a name tag and holding a clipboard with a fake survey on it and saying you were from the news. Not even like a news organization specifically. You don't say I'm from MSNBC, CNN, New York Times, Washington Post, Dallas Tribune, Baltimore Sun, San Diego, who gives a fuck? Does San Diego have a newspaper, Kyle? They must. But you ask people about their political views. You make sure it's a hipster coffee shop or a Starbucks. You find plenty of lefties in those locations. And you just go down a checklist and you say, how do you feel about abortion? And they say, I'm for it. Hell yeah, women. Ice those kids. And then you come in as Ernie or Blake and you say, I think every woman should have at least a couple of abortions in their life. 
Is that so unreasonable? And that kind of short circuits somebody's brain because then you're navigating into the territory of widespread compulsory ritualistic sacrifice of unborn children, which isn't so far off from how some people conduct themselves as a larger group. Very inappropriate.com. Kyle, would you see if that's available? Very inappropriate.com. Make that an awareness site for anything. A lot of awareness could be spread in today's day and age. I don't think that's a big stretch. You ask people about immigration, you say, what's your take on what the right amount of immigrants is? And they say, immigrants are great and they make mean street tacos. And then you step into the space as a hero. You say, I think we should replace the entire population of the United States with people from sub-Saharan Africa as an ethical play. And then they say, what? And you say, are you a racist? I am detecting racism. They say, no, 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 I'm not racist. I'm not racist. And then you say, mind if I fill in your answer as we should invite all of sub-Saharan Africa to the U.S.? Do a switcheroo, but by a switcheroo, like kill everybody first and then just bring Africa to the States? Are you comfortable with me putting that as your answer? You wouldn't want to be a racist now, would you? Fuck face. This is how you conduct a survey. Okay, Kyle. I'm a scientist. Face it. Some people might be listening to this and say, this is pseudoscience. This isn't real science. Real science has not been in the building for many decades. Replicability crises in many a field, Kyle. Many a field. This person might try to get up and get on with their day, but there's a distinct chance that they'll be way too scared because you intimidate them with buzzwords. If they try to leave and be like, you mind if I just pencil in that you're transphobic because you left before my trans question? And they say, oh, heavens no. I wouldn't want to come across as that way. You say, very good. Have a seat. The name's Ernie and I'm here to stay. And help out. I'm a helper. Some of you might be thinking to yourselves right now, this is so insincere. And to that, I say, my goals and methods might simply be beyond your comprehension. And you should go to Michael's Craft Store and fashion yourself a decorative dunce hat and go sit somewhere and think about how stupid you are. But you sit that person down, that latte-drinking, pumpkin-spice, demon-adjacent person, who has fallen very far from our Lord and Savior, maybe it's not their fault, but it could be their responsibility to buy some Flex Seal and start patching up their ship a little bit. Kyle, Flex Seal? Good infomercials. High energy sales fella. He's no Billy Mays, but then who is, right? 
Miss that guy. R.I.P. Billy Mays, Kyle. But you keep going down your survey and you say, what's your take on trans folks? This is like an open, free response. What, what do you think about trans kids? And if this person is a total coward or a malevolent bastard, they're going to say, I love them. In fact, I find them hot. And you're going to have to suppress your instinct to decapitate them slowly with a ballpoint pen. But nobody said taking a survey like this was going to be easy. Okay. And they say, yeah, they're great. The kids are great. I love it. And you say, do you think we should jail people who refuse to plow trannies? Because that's actually the correct way to look at things. In fact, I brought a tranny with me. Kyle, in this example, you would be dressed in drag and I would try to force this person to kiss you. I know how terrible that sounds. But as method actors, Kyle, we got to step up. You have to step up. This is your role, not mine. I am the survey liaison, okay? We keep going down the questionnaire, right, Kyle? You say, what do you think about political lobbying, money laundering through cryptocurrency, like the FTX scandal? Morally correct or very morally correct? I only have two options on this survey. And they say, well, I don't know about corruption. And then you just write down, okay, so we got an anti-Semite on our hands, you stupid son of a bitch. I'll just write that in the margin. Next question, how do you feel about every single black person, whether you've met them or not? A is, I love them. B is, I want to be them. C, we should give them money. And D is all of the above. Do you know your answer? Do you know it? Oh, right. E is I'm a flagrant racist and a genocidal maniac. You're not going to put E as your answer, are you? Next question. Free response. Fill in the blank. Joe Biden is blank. Some other people have put the words a lover. Some people have put a fighter. Some people have put inspirational. Other people have said he's so lucid, he should get a Nobel Prize in the category of big thoughts and eloquent speeches. Those are just examples of things you could do. They're thinking, they're sipping their latte. They pop a couple benzos because they're like, this is so uncomfortable. Kyle, you come back in the mix, try to go in for another kiss. We make it all happen with a lot of social pressure. I just kind of take a back seat and start chanting. I'm like, kiss, kiss, kiss. You don't want to do this, Kyle? What, are you some kind of piece of shit? So inappropriate. But we keep moving down the questionnaire, right? We got a lot of issues to touch upon. Complete the following sentence. 
we need more people like John Fetterman in A, government, B, C-level executive positions, for, throw them off a little bit with my question style, working with kids, and Roman numeral V, teaching at university. What makes the most sense there for you? Some of you might be thinking right now, let's take a time out, okay? Some of you might be thinking they would know that you were up to no good. But that's when you got to be strong and keep a straight face. You can't laugh. The best disguise in this is anger and vitriol. And they say, is this a real survey? And you say, I don't know. Are you fucking racist? Are you transphobe? Some kind of bigot? Anti-Semite? You calling for violence against LGBTQ? If you're trying to dip out on this survey, I get the distinct hunch that you have a lot of Nazi artifacts, both at your house and your place of work. And I can write that in my comment section if you want to bounce or give me a hard time. I'm trying to do my job. What is your problem? The name's Ernie and I'm here to stay. Bulletproof, Kyle. Which segues us into the next question of the survey. What are your thoughts on guns? A, evil. B, really evil. C, I love seeing dead kids. D, only the government and criminals should have guns. E, prefer not to answer in parentheses. It says, I'm a racist. What's your answer, huh, pal? Survey says, right, Kyle? That might be a good title for this episode. Could be. Some of you right now are thinking, why would anybody put up with this? Because you can weaponize shame in the way that the news media has. That's why. Use power words that have nearly magical properties on their ability to influence people's behavior. Final question of the survey, if you would, sir, ma'am, sir, they, what do you identify as? I'm just going to put you down as Bork. You're comfortable with that, right? Bork and Borkin is your pronouns. You didn't say your pronouns, but those just sound right. Those are it, right? Person's like, yeah, it's Bork. It's Bork and Borkin. Say, great. How do you feel about whites? We know how you feel about blacks. You love them. You want to give them oral sex. All of them. In sequence. You want to open up a cunnilingus shop. But how do you feel about whites? Should they be killed? Should they be tortured? Should they have their children taken away from them? Or should they be drowned, resuscitated, drowned again, resuscitated again, and then decapitated, have it all filmed, and show it to middle schoolers? What's, what should I put down here? What do you think's correct? Surveys like this might 
make people uncomfortable. But as scientists, right, Kyle, we need to be willing to ask key questions and use the weapons of the establishment in a way that is unprecedented and far more effective than they ever could have dreamed. Now, I'm not saying to drop your day job and pursue something like this, but I am saying do it on weekends. Clipboards are cheap. Sticker name tags are also cheap. You have a choice after this episode's done. You really do. Either way, you're going to go to Michael's Craft Store and you're going to buy the fixings of a dunce hat or you're going to buy a clipboard and a name tag. And maybe there'll be a Home Depot nearby and you can pick up a construction vest to further cement your credibility. Maybe you go to a Ross thrift store. I don't want you to break the bank and you get a fedora. Then you go back to Michael's and you buy a fake Robin's feather. You put it in your hat. It will also exponentially establish you as somebody who has answers. Some of you right now might be thinking to yourselves, isn't a survey artist supposed to ask questions? Maybe. If you're a bigot, okay. The essence of what I'm saying, though, right, Kyle, is to agree with people and then over-leverage their position to a point where they say, oh, there are limits to how far I could technically push things, and perhaps I've exceeded that threshold long ago. It's a dirty trick, but it might be a dirty trick born out of love, compassion, friendship, a desire to have a functioning society in the future. A radical idea in today's climate, which makes me think I didn't ask any questions about climate on the survey, which in a lot of ways is an opportunity for you to improve upon the model that I've laid out. What a treat that is. How young should the voting age be? 18, 16, 15, four years old? We think four-year-olds are good? Should we also put four-year-olds on hormone blockers? Don't dare say the wrong thing, because I've been filming this interview using a drone. Up in the sky, look up. Katya, you're in public, and this is legal. Which it actually is. Believe it or not. Maybe check your city legislation. Some cities have given pushback on drone technology to combat perverts. Check that, the sexually misunderstood. So many key questions you could put on this survey. How do you feel about science? How do you feel about Fauci? But you just need to progressively make the answers more and more ridiculous until the person looks really distressed. And from that place of distress comes growth, Kyle. A lot of growth. Too much growth, perhaps. Is there such a thing? I don't know. You tell me. Just put you in check, Kyle. That's a chess reference. Make a good move. You're up. 
We need more women in blank. Healthy relationships, families, corporate leadership positions, combat roles, or wherever they want to go, irrespective of their qualifications or capabilities. And then you turn to the person, you look them in the eye, and you say, there's no wrong answers. And then you wink at them and say, comrade. Dating apps are good for lasting relationships, masturbating with other people's bodies, getting venereal diseases, imploding societal norms, being on the right side of history. What do you think, huh? I personally lean quite a bit towards selection E, right side of history, but it's typically where I find myself all the time. The name's Ernie, and I'm here to stay. A lot of you right now might be thinking to yourselves, this is unrealistic. Somebody would hit the eject button. They'd leave. They would know this was a sting operation. And if they tried to walk or run away, I would just yell at the top of my lungs, this person stole my wallet and called me the N-word. I'm Caucasian, but nobody likes that. I could have somebody glued to their seat with social pressure. Some of you say, that's not ethical. Boo. And if you read between the lines, that's kind of uh, what I'm saying. Congratulations if you are the last horse to cross the finish line. When you go to Michael's craft store, I would like you to make a large paper mache horse and name it glue stick and in parentheses put your own name underneath the word glue stick. And then you put that thing on your mantle or on your kitchen table or on your kitchen counter in plain sight. And if you never have people over, it still serves its purpose in reminding you that you're slow. Let me reiterate the sentiments and thoughts of the early portion of this episode. You might not belong here. And that's okay. But Lee, right? There is actually a scholastic message that's built into this episode, and it is that language is important, powerful, and that our greatest tool when it comes to interfacing with people are fantastic questions. A well-crafted question goes much further than a lecture ever could. I could go up to people left and right and say, you're an insane person. Would they hear it? No. They would get defensive. They would say, no, you're insane. But that's when you counter them with a dirty question. You say, but what if you're the insane one? Maybe you're not, but what if you are? Have you ever considered that? I know you think I might be the looney tune of this Hanna-Barbera whodunit. I don't know if those things are really related. I think there are limitations on that comparison, Kyle, Hanna-Barbera to looney tunes. What if questions are exceptionally dangerous? And I would encourage you to use those wisely. There is a chance that everything's totally screwed. But if there weren't a smidgen of hope left in this crazy world of ours, Kyle, then the propaganda would be unnecessary. Allow me to reiterate that. 
if all hope were lost, the seemingly ceaseless propaganda campaigns against all things that we hold near, dear, and holy would be entirely unnecessary. Pass this gift to a friend today. But that's Darby Cast Wildcard Friday.